You're listening to Digital Marketing Mondays. Each week, we bring you new and exciting content from around the marketing industry and help give you, the marketer, insights into what's happening. We'll offer our advice and share some takeaways to help you develop better strategies for your marketing. Ideally, this will also help you improve your ROI as well. So with that, let's tune into this week's episode. Here we are, Hans, another day, another marketing topic to discuss. What do we, yeah, uh, what do we got well, today? Yeah, so I was thinking uh, we talked, uh, I don't know, maybe six or eight weeks ago about the, um, this flock thing, federated learning of cohorts, I believe it was. And this was sort mm-hmm. of the Google's transition into the cookie-less future. And it was still brand new and shiny, and we didn't know too much about it yet. Can you give us an update on what's been going on? <laughs> yeah, the update is uh, Google's Candid. So just uh, last week, they actually announced at, at the time of this recording, it was a previous week. So, you know, around the last week of January, they decided that the Federated Learning of Cohorts was not going to be a viable option for them. And so it is gone. Now replaced with this new thing called Topics API. Oh, so, we got a new we got a new thing. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> what do we know about Topics API? Is that Topics with an X or Topics T O P I C S like Topics? Like the latter. And okay. it's an interesting one because it's basically a non-starter for advertisers. If you've been doing any form of Google Ads advertising, you know, in recent history, or even really looking at your Google Analytics data thoroughly, you know that there's something called affinity audiences, which mm-hmm. is effectively grouping your website visitors or different people of interest that may have an interest in topics you're interested in bucketed into a predefined list of potential topics that are of interest to them. And this topics API is effectively the same thing. Treated a little bit differently on the back end because it won't rely on the cookie to be able to do so, but rather the ad tech and particularly the reliance on ad websites to store this information in your particular browser. So it won't be, again, not cookie-based, but it's effectively the same thing. I mean, there's only 340 topics or so that Google has kind of announced as part of this rollout. So it it's going to be pretty... Uh, Pretty not interesting for advertisers that have been doing any form of affinity audience targeting for any length of time. Yeah. Didn't they have something in the market for, and there were a certain number of topics there too, like real estate or automobiles and things like that. So they're kind of gross, large, broad you know, shopping categories, if you will, but not the kind of specifics that advertisers really go for, right? Is, that, is there any relationship to that? Right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's really just those broad swaths of topics. Like there's a general topic category around politics. There's a general topic category around football and very high level generalized buckets, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're not Mm -hmm. very specific. This is a sign that I think we're running into a lot of, you know, even Google is struggling with these privacy issues as it relates to, mm-hmm. you know, not mm-hmm. relying on the cookie to track people. I'm sure that they have some very smart engineers that could ultimately have a different way around this in a backdoor approach, but their public promise has been that they're not going to do that. And what's clear is, you know, as a result of that, they're struggling. Mm-hmm. This is really not going to be any different, <laughs> you know, again, from for the advertisers, not any different than the affinity audiences. So yeah, yeah. I'm pretty underwhelmed with this announcement overall, to be frank. Mm-hmm. And 
it's a certainly it's certainly one that I think had a lot of high expectations and they've really uh, they've really dropped the ball here in terms of how it's getting executed. So, yeah, really broad general topics. And I mean, you and I both know anybody that anybody on the planet is going to be interested in in football for, say, the Super Bowl. Right. And that somebody goes to visit an NFL article. Right. They go to NFL Network dot com to go see what the game schedule is. Right. It's a big game coming up soon. And it's yeah, it's it's not going to be applicable because they may not actually really be interested in that topic, but because they happen to visit one time, now they're thrown into that bucket. So the only good news coming out of it is they they made it pretty clear at the outset that all of the data as it relates to, you know, pages that people are visiting or the topics that they've been put into, unless they're continuously looking at content within that same topic category, it will get removed from their browser and their history within three weeks. So there seems to be a little bit of a, a more regular turnover with this in terms of how long somebody might be associated with a particular topic. But that said, I, I still hearken this back to that there's still a problem lingering yeah. right now with this cookie-based tracking. And, and personally, I do not think that this is the best solution. So. If you're a marketer listening out there, do not hang your hat on this. It's going to change in between now and when they yeah. ultimately launch it. Still destined for 2023 at this point. But yeah, honestly, a pretty underwhelming announcement all mm-hmm. the way around from Google. Yeah. Well, Flock didn't last long, as it turns out. So here we yeah. are again. And I'm assuming um, just like cookies, you know, if you switch to a different browser or something like that, it completely breaks down, right? So yeah. Yeah. I right. think we've definitely... We'll continue to see a big war on privacy as it relates to, you know, the browsers that are being used, email tracking. Apple is really beating up on Facebook right now. In fact, I saw a funny meme the other day that showed uh, a picture of a schoolyard kid uh, on top of another one giving, you know, giving him the the knuckle sandwich. And uh, they had put a picture of Meta's logo over the kid's face on the ground, like clearly screaming and crying. And then Apple was the big bully with the knuckle sandwich. It was pretty it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you and, know, it's not it's not far fetched. I actually saw something about yeah. a um, an investor meeting and the chief financial guy at, at uh, Facebook was saying that Apple's move had probably cost Facebook something on the order of $10 billion in the past year. That, that's an interesting uh, metaphor for how to depict that in a, in a cartoon. But uh, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. And it's uh, it's only going to get worse from here. So keep on the lookout marketers and, and continue to be looking for new strategies. And I guess I'll bring this home by saying that Still, your best way to be considering doing any form of retargeting or, you know, remarketing right now is still list based. Get your Mm -hmm. systems in place to be tracking your own web visitors, collecting your own web data about who's visiting your website, how often, what pages. Yep. And start using those to build out lists and sync those lists over to ad platforms to be able to then target by that. We still firmly hang our hats that that is a foundational element that really any marketer that's advertising right now should be using that approach. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I also, you know, uh, doing everything you can to make each click or each visitor count. So, you know, conversion rate optimization, making sure your offers mm-hmm. and everything is smooth and easy and attractive so that when you do get people to your website, you do make the most of them because getting targeted people to your website just uh, seems like it's going to be getting harder for a while. 
Yes, it absolutely will. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for that news, Devin. It was a bit of a surprise, but always good to have the latest and information here for our listeners. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to engage with our content. Whether you're watching on YouTube or subscribed on our podcast apps, we appreciate you taking the time. Make sure to leave a comment down below and let us know any feedback that you have for us. We're always watching the comments and engaging in any way that we can. So if you find this content useful, also make sure to subscribe or give it a big thumbs up. We appreciate it. Thanks so much.